0: Welcome to the Endpoints Podcast, presented by the ALS Therapy Development Institute. I'm Jonathan Gang. ALS-TDI's ALS Research Collaborative, or ARC, is a global initiative that partners with people with ALS to gather data about the disease to help us better understand the underlying biology of ALS and accelerate the discovery of treatments. Recently... ALSTDI announced a partnership with Unite Genomics, a healthcare data analytics company that will allow us to integrate a new data source into the program, electronic health records, or EHRs. Today on Endpoints, we're joined by Unite Genomics CEO, Tanner Dagdalen, to tell us more about what this collaboration entails, what researchers can learn from EHR data, and what this means for present and future ARC participants. Okay, and um, today on Endpoints, we are joined by Tanner Daglin, the CEO of Unite Genomics. So first off, just thank you for joining us today, Tanner.
1: Thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here and talk with you.
0: Awesome. And uh, just to start off, can you tell me a little bit about um, Unite Genomics and uh, what it is that you guys do?
1: Yeah, so... Uh, we actually are a spin-out from a computer science research lab at the University of California at Berkeley. Um, we, uh, the, the premise for starting the company, the reason why we we did it was uh, we saw an opportunity to apply some of our computer science skills uh, to this world of uh, healthcare data in a way that would accelerate the development of new treatments and cures. Uh, we, there's a, a tremendous amount of data being generated uh, in electronic health records and patient report information and genomic data, and uh, it wasn't really being used. Uh, still today, we have a long way to go in terms of using that data to uh, accelerate the development of new treatments. And meanwhile, we had these new technologies and capabilities in analyzing this large scale data to accelerate that process. And we thought, okay, well, you know, if nobody else is doing it right now, it needs to happen. So let's go do it. And that was the the impetus behind the company in the first place. Um, fast forward to today, we're focused on uh, enabling those organizations that are uh, conducting the, the preeminent research uh, happening right now, uh, with the tools that we've developed so that they can capture and uh, mobilize really powerful data so in this case um, we're excited to work with ALS TDI because we've been in the ALS space for uh, the past uh, two and a half years as well and have seen uh, firsthand some of the challenges around uh, making use of the data to accelerate treatment development and uh, ALS TDI is really leading the charge in in terms of uh, developing uh, new treatments and looking at data in new ways to make that happen. we're, we're excited to be part of the story.
0: So can you say a little bit about why it's important to connect researchers with these electronic health records? And maybe also, you know, why, why do we need kind of an intermediary um, to provide them? Like, why can't they just go and access them themselves? What's stopping them? From
1: yeah. So there's a couple different aspects of it. Um, I think we can break them down into some logistical challenges and then some access barriers. Uh, so, right now, as a researcher, I don't have any access to any of the electronic health record systems for private privacy reasons. I can't just go in and and pull records uh, from. Uh, patients that, that would have no idea that I just pulled their records. Obviously, as a society, we don't want that. So thankfully, that's in place. Um, but uh, the system is set up right now in a way that makes it hard, even for participants who want to share their records to do so easily. Uh, uh, historically, we've had to go through very manual processes that often depend on paper. And believe it or not, the system still runs on fax machines today. It's I know it's crazy to believe, but that's still uh, how it happens today. And uh, it's not uncommon for a provider to mail a CD of your medical record data to uh, somebody else who who uh, you know has the rights to um, or, or authorization to access it. Um, but that entire system has been turned on its head in the last couple of years., uh, there were some regulations that were passed uh, in actually two thousand and sixteen. That said, you know, as a patient, I should have access to my healthcare data in digital form, just like I have access to my banking data and everything else. And I should be able to provide a third-party authorization to access those records as well, um, so that it's very easy to share my data with those people that uh, that need it in order to to help me do something I'm I want to do, whether it's research or get additional healthcare or something like that. And so those regulations really didn't kick in until recently um, in the, the the regulations were there, but the hospitals and healthcare providers uh, weren't compliant with the, the regulations uh, because the penalties didn't kick in until 2022. So in 2022, of course, compliance amongst the hospitals and health systems went way, way up. Uh, we, before we were looking at like 300 to 1,000 different uh, providers were in in compliance across the entirety of the U.S. And in 2022, that went up to 26,000 providers uh, were compliant, and that covers basically the entirety of the the U.S. population. Uh, So, um, you know, now that that's possible, we can get rid of the fax machines, we can get rid of the CDs being sent in the mail, and do everything electronically. Um, So we're that's kind of where we sit is we built the technologies for uh, sitting in between research use cases and the hospitals and health systems that uh, are now in compliance with those regulations and provide access to their their patients and uh, third parties, which is us, uh, to access and help those patients uh, share their data more easily.
0: Got it. Um, And then can you uh, tell us a little bit about how you've first uh, connected with ALS TDI.
1: Yeah. So as I mentioned before, we have, uh, we've been in in the ALS community uh, for a little over two years, um, working directly with uh, lots of awesome members of the the community. About a year ago, or actually maybe a year and a half ago at this point, uh, we started an ALS advisory board. uh, And this was uh, a group of um, people living with ALS and, and some caregivers as well, who we'd meet with, uh, initially it started on a bi-weekly basis. Every two weeks we, we have a meeting, uh, to get feedback and, uh, you know, ha- have them help us figure out what the North star needs to be so that we can make sure we're contributing to the community in the best way. Um, and now it's, it's monthly. Um, but, uh, I met Fernando through an introduction from uh, one of the the members of our ALS advisory board uh, who happened to know Fernando uh, as well as, uh, you know, ALS TDI more generally and uh, thought, you know, hey, they they should talk. And, you know, when I spoke with uh, Fernando um, back then, it was clear uh, he had a very big vision for the impact that ALS TDI can have and uh, the different components he needs to pull together to make it happen. Uh, And, you know, he had been uh, looking for adding this ability to the uh, the research efforts that were ongoing for a while. Uh, but until recently, it wasn't possible. Uh, so we it was kind of a right time, right place sort of thing.
0: Right. And so for participants in uh, our natural history study, the ALS Research Collaborative, um, what is this going to mean for them? What, how does this sort of affect the individual participants?
1: Great question. This is one of the things that we're most excited about. Up until now, conducting observational research and natural history research uh, similar to ARC uh, requires a lot of questionnaires, a lot of time filling out surveys about medications and what dosage. Uh, you were on and when you were on it, when you went off it and all of that. Um, so it's tough even for me to recall what medications I've taken in the last few months, last year, let alone my entire health history, especially in a, uh, disease area as complex as ALS, where there's, uh, many different, uh, you know, we may try many different medications over the course of, uh, trying to find something that works. And, um, it's a, it's a, fairly large burden, uh, for those who participate. Um, and on top of that, a lot of research studies are asking the exact same questions. So, uh, if I want to participate in multiple studies, I have to do the same thing over and over and over again. So our, you know, we, we learned a lot of this from engaging with our ALS advisory board, uh, early on and, and have built, uh, built that into, um, our system so that, uh, we can alleviate some of that burden. So you know, what does it mean as a participant? It means that uh, a lot of the information, which historically um, the only way for you to to provide that to ALS TDI would have been through a questionnaire or a survey. Um, Now uh, they can, you can seamlessly share it with them uh, just by connecting your, uh, basically signing into your patient portal using our system and, uh, and, you know, retrieving that information, sharing it with, uh, with ALS TDI. Um, it's very, very seamless. It takes about thirty seconds to do. It's, uh, it's just as easy as signing into your your patient portal. Uh, that a little window pops up that says Unite wants to share certain information from your records. Uh, are you okay with that? And if you click yes, uh, it uh, gives us the credentials that allow us to retrieve the data from the system and share it with ALS TDI.
0: Awesome. And um, so our health records from all healthcare providers available, or are there certain ones that will work with yours?
1: Another great question. So right now, we work with uh, the two largest electronic health record vendors in the country. Uh, Those are Epic and Cerner. Uh, But what that means for participants is that, uh, because, you know, as a a general, you know, community member, I I don't normally know which kind of electronic health record system my uh, provider or hospital is using, um, but practically speaking, all the major hospitals and health systems and major clinics uh, are typically using either Epic or Cerner as their electronic health record, and uh, therefore, you know, essentially all the major uh, hospitals and health systems uh, that that may have your data, you'll be able to connect and uh, connect with and, and share into uh, the Arc Portal if you choose. Um, the smaller clinics, uh, you know, maybe, you know, primary care physician that isn't even using electronic health records, uh, obviously, we won't be able to to retrieve those records and and share them with uh, with the the research effort. But uh, most of the major ones we cover, uh, as it stands, we're integrated with two thousand six hundred, a little over two thousand six hundred different hospitals and health systems across the U.S. And um, that that means that uh, we can retrieve, uh, data for approximately 75 to 80% of, uh, people in the U S so, uh, you should have some data, uh, that you can share, uh, records that you can share into the research effort. Uh, and for, for most of the people that, uh, have, have already used, uh, our platform, uh, they've been able to find most, if not all of their, their records, uh, recently. A year ago, that was not the case, right? Compliance was low, but nowadays it's, it's much better.
0: And, um, can participants control, do they have any control over what kinds of data are shared?
1: Yes. So that's all part of the authorization process when, uh, they, so as a participant, if I go in to connect, uh, let's say, you know, University of Colorado health, for example, um the the pop-up window that comes up that says uh unite wants to uh access certain parts of your record uh for the purposes of sharing um you have the option to uh uncheck a bunch of uh, check boxes associated with different parts of your your record so if there are aspects of uh the record that um, you don't want to share or don't need to share Um, you can uncheck those boxes and uh, those won't get uh, retrieved by us or shared with with, uh, the ALS TDI study at all.
0: And um, what sort of protections are in place to make sure that this data all remains private?
1: Yeah, it's a really great question. And uh, I'll add one more, which is also uh, secure. So when we think of uh, data, you, you know, privacy is part of it, but security is also the other part of it. So, um, you know, and both are critical. Uh, and actually, uh, our co-founder, as I mentioned, uh, you know, as a professor at, at UC Berkeley, um, and Anthony's research is was partly on genomics, but also partly on, on uh, cybersecurity. So he runs the largest cybersecurity testbed in the world. Uh, to, to create the technologies that defends against, defend against cyber attacks and that sort of thing. And so uh, security is is kind of baked into our DNA, uh, so to speak. Um, but on the privacy side, the there's some de-identification that can be done before uh, data is, is shared for research. Um, ALS TDI has a similar uh, process uh, as it stands with uh, the, the data that's collected via questionnaires and samples uh, through ARC, um, there's a all the data is is de-identified before research can be done on it, um, and the on top of that, there's also uh, contractual obligations uh, that we extend uh, to um, anybody who's who's making use of uh, the data. Uh, they're uh, obligated by contract not to even attempt to identify any of the the participants. Uh, if they're using de-identified data. Uh, In the case of uh, ALS TDI's uh, ARC study, uh, the the data is being shared with with ALS TDI in its raw form, and ALS TDI is the one who's uh, managing the privacy of it. Uh, And if participants choose to to share the data with UNITE for anonymous uh, research, that's possible, and we'll de-identify it as well. But for the purpose of the ARC study, uh that's it it happens all the same as as it happens uh with the existing arc data right now
0: got it and how do you hope TDI and also the uh, you know other researchers who could be accessing this through the arc data commons uh will be able to benefit from having access to this data
1: great question one of the things that we've seen firsthand on the research side uh, limit the speed of progress in terms of developing new therapies is the quality of the data that you're using to run your analyses. Uh, so you can think of it like you know if you have a very um, unclear and vague uh, outcome that you're trying to uh, to analyze, um, you can imagine it's uh, not nearly as effective as uh, looking at very precise, uh, clean data that can describe a a health outcome. And that ultimately uh, determines not only the the quality of the science, but also how many participants you need in order to reach statistical significance on any particular finding. And so uh, by being able to share in data from electronic health records, the quality of the data, the precision of the data goes way up, the breadth of the data goes way up, and the depth in terms of like how far back in history uh, goes way up. So now researchers can can look at what are some of the patterns we're seeing prior to a diagnosis of ALS, or what are some of the patterns early in uh, a course of ALS um, that are predictive of uh, different uh, speeds of progression so that we can start to develop uh, either treatments or even you know techniques to address some of those early on, maybe even prevent it if we can af- identify environmental things that uh, are causing uh, or influencing the genetics of ALS uh, to to ultimately cause ALS. Um, all of that you can do when you have this r- very rich data uh, as part of the the study. Um, you can't do that today uh, with the the data that's that's possible just through questionnaires and and surveys. Uh, so it it really kind of opens up a whole new world in terms of what research can be done, what uh, questions you can ask uh, of the the data that's being collected, and ultimately what treatments might be uh, discovered through that process. Uh, the other thing I'll mention is that um, you know our background is more on the the data analysis AI side of things. Uh, that's where we first started when we uh, started Unite was we wanted to apply these complex analytical approaches to uh, to the world of of uh, health data to unlock some of these medical insights. Um, the way that uh, we're looking at it now is uh, applying those same approaches to make it really easy uh, for the research community to uh, uncover insights in the medical data. So um, you know, Right now, a lot of groups may not have a data science team that can uh, iterate over many different analyses of the data. And so it really slows down science. They can only ask a few questions per month, for example, of the data because it takes so long to analyze it. Uh, We're looking now at ways that we can make it uh, much easier to uh, ask questions of the data and get answers uh, that move the research forward. Uh, without needing a big data science team to to make that happen, and we're we're excited to explore that uh, with with ALS TDI as well. Awesome.
0: Um, well, that pretty much brings us to the end of my questions. Is there anything else you'd like to add?
1: The only thing I'd add is uh, an expression of gratitude here, which is you know none of this can happen without the the participation of the community, uh, both on the research side, but uh, Especially on the community of those living with ALS and their uh, the the whole village that supports them, their caregivers, their family, uh, the the network of of uh, healthcare professionals they may be interacting with. Um, you know, it's it's not. We all know this all too uh, too well that it's it's certainly not uh, a disease that that only impacts the individual. It, it you know, is a is a, a meteor that uh, has a, a very large uh, um, impact on the the rest of the family and friends and network and you know our our communities at large. So uh, the fact that that uh, they come you know week over week take their time to participate in research and uh, advance the the research uh, you know frontier. Uh, for themselves and for for each other and for future uh, ALS community members um, is is just amazing. Uh, I think, you know, in ALS, we see the, the very best that humanity has to offer. And this is just a perfect example of that.
0: Great, well, yeah. um, thanks so much for taking the time to talk to us today. And um, yeah, um, look forward to seeing where this collaboration goes. So thanks a lot, Tanner. Thank you. There are currently no treatments to stop or reverse ALS, but the ALS Therapy Development Institute is working to change that. To learn more about ALS TDI and our research to end ALS, visit ALS.net. Thanks for listening.